What is going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back for another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. I thought this was going to be a really eventful week, and it didn't really end up being that way. Like, it, it was one of those where, like, up until Thursday, it's like, oh, there's going to be, like, a decent amount of drops this week, like, stuff to listen to. And then come Thursday evening, one of those things didn't even drop. And then another one of those things that we thought was a whole nother album just ended up being a deluxe. So we kind of got catfished. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I think we still got some good stuff. Uh, the Nardo, that's what you're referring to. With the yeah, thing we'll, that was the we'll talk, about, we'll, we'll Nardo, talk yeah. about it more. But that was definitely catfish. But I mean, like the one of the things did drop, right? Yeah, uh, what, just Joey not, album, not as you expect. No, no, no. Oh, I no, no, talking, no, you're talking about, about the, the, the other, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, then, we'll get all into the yeah. yeah there's stuff. there's actually quite a few other projects, but just not mm-hmm. big name projects. So no, that's definitely true. We get anything too too crazy. Here. Yeah. So I actually, I mean, I want to start with like the industry news first, just okay, because yeah, there yeah. there is a decent amount of somewhat funny, somewhat entertaining stuff to discuss here. First thing being rolling on Miami. Yes, somewhat <laughs> ironic. Yeah, yeah. Rolling on Miami. Um, so festival is underway right now. Right now, as we're recording this, it's Saturday morning. So today is the second day of the festival, and then day three will be tomorrow. Um but what happened last night is, as everyone knows, Kanye backed out um, and then Rolling Loud said, OK, due to unforeseen circumstances, Ye will be no longer performing. Please welcome Kid Cudi. And a lot of people were not happy about this because they're like, OK, right. let's look at the headliners. We got Future. We got Kendrick Lamar. And then we got Kid Cudi, who has already been in discussions about like falling off this year yeah. a little bit to some extent, like the last album didn't really generate a lot of buzz and now you have him headlining a major festival again because i think he he either headlined rolling loud miami last year or he headlined like a different festival might have been rolling loud new york something Hmm. like that no it was california it was rolling loud california that's what he headlined um so a lot of people were just like what are y'all doing like if kanye backs out you need to replace kanye with someone at that level right yeah like a cuddy so people were unhappy and then we get to the set yesterday, and mm. dude got camp flognod. That's the best analogy yeah. I like to put yeah. it. When they <laughs> Jersey, camp yeah. They yeah. were booing Kid Cudi. They were throwing stuff at him, and he, he cut his set early and essentially walked off. Which I think is just like, you know, Cudi's been like one of those artists who's very vocal about his yeah. vulnerabilities. And like, he's very like honest with how shit gets to him and his mm-hmm. mental health. And for people to do that to him, man, it, that's just like, damn, dude, these people have no respect. Yeah, well, like, the thing is, know. the thing is, people don't really think about that when they're like feeling that like, yeah, passion. it's the because crowd mentality. Yeah, yeah. Not not saying that it justifies bullying someone who has vulnerabilities, but it's one of those things where you have people who paid hundreds of dollars a lot of people just for Kanye, you know? Now, do I think that's a good decision on their part? No, because as soon as I saw that Kanye was listed as a headliner, for right. Lot, I, I, I said it, immediately, yeah. he's not going to be there. Like, yeah, I, I exactly. knew it. So for the people who maybe paid the money to see Kendrick, like on Sunday, sure. Like, you know, I don't think they're mad, really. Mm-hmm. I think if you went in with the expectation that Kanye was never going to perform, you'll be fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's mostly the, it's the Kanye stands, right? We saw the whole skeet thing that was happening. Oh, like you're right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like it's those same people that are probably the ones who are booing Cuddy and throwing, throwing things Cuddy. at him, yeah. you know? That's really what it comes down to. But the irony. So, so here's the <laughs> irony, right? All right, glad you mentioned it. So Cuddy's set was at like 11, 1110, something like that. And Dirk's, little Dirk's set was also at like 1110 on a different stage. So they're happening mm-hmm. at the same time. Not only does Cuddy get booed off his stage, but guess who shows up at Dirk's stage? Freaking Kanye himself. <laughs> so, so, so Kanye yeah, backs yeah, out of irony. Rolling Loud. Kanye backs out of Rolling Loud. He gets replaced by the number one person he hates right now, going back to Dun- well, the Donda. One, number two, Skeet. Okay, Skeet's sure, number, number one. Number one, number one. Number one artist. Number one rapper. Yeah, yeah there you and go. And then he does the most petty thing possible is he decides to be a guest on on the other stage happening at the same time as Cuddy's concert after he said he wasn't going to perform at Rolling Loud. He shows up at, at right. Lil Durk's thing. So the, the, it's funny to me in that sense. And what's even funnier to me is this. So if you remember from the Donda listening party, I think it was listening party three back in uh-huh. August, he brought out that dude Ruga, right? 
Oh Ruga, yeah, yeah. Ruga performed GD Anthem, right? For those who don't know, GD Gangster Disciples, a notorious street gang in Chicago. Um, Larry Hoover was the one who founded them, and for that reason, he's been incarcerated for life essentially. So that's the whole story behind the GDs. And then the rival gang there are the BDs, right? The Black Disciples. So GDs and BDs, it's like a, almost like a Crips and like you know Pyrus rivalry right but chicago right. version you know blood. Yeah. and so you have ruga who's a gd kanye brings him out and essentially like uh shouts him out at the donda lp mm-hmm. and then he shows up at little dirk set little dirk used to be a bd before he made it big in rap so what is going on here like kanye what are you doing like kanye is causing peace he's bringing peace ha- no to this, chicago, is peace. this is not peace this is not peace this is just gonna like upset some people in chirac bro that's the only thing that it's gonna do yeah i know kanye definitely doesn't want peace that was that was an ironic statement like, because when he came <laughs> out you know what song he performed he performed father stretch father my, stretch hands. my hands. right exactly which is like the song you got that snippet from the listening party yeah. for your uh life of pablo with kanye and cuddy like mm-hmm. jamming out to that song right so mm-hmm. that that's like i feel like that was a very intentional song to come out with yeah Man, I, I don't even know what to describe it. I, I just thought that it, it was so funny the way he came out. Because first of all, he was wearing a gas mask. Like, why? Oh, yeah. What is your, like, get up? There was so much pyro. Like, there was just fire, like, being launched everywhere. The crowd was going crazy because obviously, right? Right, because they wanted to see Kanye. They wanted to see Kanye. I meant imagine being like a a fan who went to go see Front Row Cuddy, and then you realize that Kanye got brought out on the stage on the opposite. I can just imagine like when people started finding out, just a wave of people that started migrating stages. That had to have been so. Well, were the people still there for the like? I I don't know like the time frame of this, but so uh, so Cuddy already get booted off stage. I I don't know. I don't think so because I I feel Ah, like. the set started within 10 minutes of each other. So oh, okay, okay. There's no I don't think Kanye would have been able to predict that Cuddy would get like booed off and then time it accordingly. Like that that's like too extreme, I feel. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it was intentional. I'm just saying like I imagine that he was not brought out at the beginning of yeah. the Dirk set. And so I imagine by oh, the yeah. time he got brought out, Cuddy well, was already booed That's off what's funny is I feel like the fact that Cuddy got booed off and then Kanye shows up is just, it adds insult to injury. It definitely wasn't right. planned, but it makes it that much funnier. Right, right, right. What happened. Funny um, in an ironic sense. Yeah, funny like, and Obviously, ironic. I feel bad for Kid Cuddy, but uh, yeah. yeah, funny in an ironic sense. Man, I, I don't know. If Kanye has now showed up at two straight Rolling Louds. And remember Rolling Loud California, Future yep, brought yep. him out. So why are these random artists who he's never really worked with before, like bringing him out? Like, who is setting this up and how is this working? Because up until that, when Future brought him out, like they had no affiliation with each other. Sure, they ended up doing songs together for Donda 2. And Lil Durk and Lil Durk did have a verse on Donda two or Donda one. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. It's mostly Donda related. Yeah, it's just so random. I can understand maybe like the Chicago tie up, like Lil Durk, yeah, yeah. Chicago, Kanye is from Chicago. But then it goes back to that whole BDGD thing I've been talking about. Like, what? Like you would think that after Kanye uh, showed love to Ruga, that Lil Durk would be like, okay, nah, I don't mess with this dude. Yeah. Who knows, know. man. So we'll talk more about Lil Durk here in a little bit once we get to the new music. But uh, moving on to another controversial topic. So I remember I sent you this article a few days ago. Actually, not really. So the person that this article pertains to is not hip hop or R&B, but the comments towards which his statement or like based, the people to which towards which his comments were addressed um, oh, yes, are yes. certainly very relevant in what we talk about so we're going to talk about pink floyd for a second so um roger waters right that's his name uh he said that he is more important than drake and the weekend will ever 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 be and he put a huge emphasis on ever 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 now the big question is why did he say this well Yeah. yeah basically and we talked about this uh, two weeks ago, the weekends after hours till dawn tour opener in Toronto was canceled because of the Rogers outage at Rogers center. Right. But uh, what was happening or going to happen al- around the same time was actually a Pink Floyd concert. Right. I think two nights in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And he was upset that all the news companies and the press and media 
they all got assigned to the after hours tour to cover it and, and he essentially is- and he essentially did not get any coverage for both nights so he was mad first of all like okay he has one show i have two why did i not get coverage and on top of that his got canceled why did i still not get any coverage so and then he said something else that was pretty stupid like uh I don't really know who the weekend is. I'm sure he's a good act. So good luck to him. I don't think the weekend needs luck at this point. I don't, I don't think luck is something he really needs anymore. He's established that he's sold out three straight stadiums of 50,000 plus people. I don't think luck is playing a role anymore. I think it's, it's, he's in the conversation for biggest artists in the world already. I don't know. I I don't know what Pink Floyd's talking about, man. No, 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 no. No, okay, okay. He's out of line because there's no reason to be talking. Like, this is just like kind of uh, like he's trying to tear these other artists down. It doesn't really make sense for him to even bring this up. But uh, you know, it's funny that he said Drake and The Weekend. Like, he yeah, he added was, he was calling too. out Canada, right? It was it was right, supposed right, to be right. a shot at both, um, right? But but anyway, so maybe that's more more proof that Drake was supposed to show up that night. But anyways, that's no, that's no, 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 no. I don't know. No, no, no. There's no way. There's no way that this dude would know of all people that Drake's about to know. <laughs> You're right. Cause he didn't even know. You didn't even know like the, the level of stardom. I will tell has. you this. So I don't want to like, I want to be careful how I say this just so that I don't end up leaking anything about the actual set list for you, but yeah, just yeah, based, right. just based on what I've saw. And this has nothing to do with what songs are being performed, mm-hmm. by the way, this just has to do more with how the concert is flowing because, and, and technically this is not even a spoiler because you can go watch the Coachella set and it, he did the same thing with Coachella mm. And it's actually very impressive. A lot of people aren't talking about this, but you know how artists like Travis or maybe like Don Tolliver or who's another future, maybe no. a lot of these, even little baby, a lot of these artists who perform at festivals and on tour, they have like 30 seconds to one minute, sometimes pauses between each song mm-hmm. um, to grab some water, to walk around, to catch their breath. The weekend hasn't been doing that. And I think that's, what's really impressive is he's kind of just, going at it, it for two hours built different right? man. It is going at it for two hours and generally when you don't have like a freeze and your each song is like a transition into the next one it doesn't really make sense to bring out someone right mm-hmm. and the other thing is like because it's a stadium tour and it's so like it's just so grand compared to anything he's done in the past the set list is very well thought out and well curated and you have mike dean doing all the synths and everything mm-hmm. on the remixes in the back I don't think he's going to bring out anyone on this tour personally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that happening now at least, um, yeah. but I don't know. I think maybe Toronto would have been. It could have, it could have been Toronto, a, good, you know? a good time, but anyway, yeah. that was a little bit of a tangent. Let's get back to Roger here. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I don't, like I said, you know, I think he's out of line for saying this, but I don't think that he's wrong from a music influence standpoint. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. Dude is 78. Like yeah. Drake and the weekend are half his age. Yeah. So if they continue, like okay, maybe Drake is a big question mark because recently his yeah, Drake is, his, Drake in, is a, yeah. his positive influence on the game in the past like few years is questionable. But with the weekend, it's not, right? Like let's say he continues to do exact like what exactly what he's done over the past decade. Let's see he does mm-hmm. it for another decade. We might be having a different discussion. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If he if he keeps up doing what he's doing, like innovating and and uh, finding new sounds and kind right. of crafting a really strong you're persona. You're comparing in this case. a guy who's 78 versus a guy who's 32 in the weekend. Right, but but I want to also say, like, I think timing has a lot to do with it, right? Pink Floyd, one of the proto, like, you know, one of the the first acts in prog rock which kind of had this like innovative narrative in, in their music and their albums and stuff that the genres weren't having before. So now that they have that, that paves the way for things like concept albums, uh, you know, like they were one of the kind of pillars of that. So um, I, I don't see like just because of timing thing, you know, that's like saying that the weekend will become bigger than the Beatles. There's, there's no way, right? Like the Beatles are just one of the most classic, like they've defined the formula 
for what is considered modern so music. Are you are so, you talking in terms of nostalgia or are we talking like just like numbers and stuff? Because no, if we look, no, no, if we're numbers, looking at numbers. I'm bigness, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm okay. talking about like, he, he wasn't saying like, I sell more than them. He was saying I'm more important than them. Like I'm more influential. I've had more of an impact on music. And I think that's 100% true. But there's no reason for him to be saying this, right? Like there's no reason to be attacking other artists like this. Like he's not wrong. He's just an asshole, right? <laughs> I I think okay. So I'm not gonna argue with the uh, on the fact that he's not wrong. One, because I am not familiar with Pink Floyd at all and the rock space and everything. And I know you are, so I'm not gonna argue with you on that. But what I will say is the fact that he's 78 and they're in their 30s makes this statement so weird. Yeah, just because like. Just because, like, how how can you say that when it seems like a very condescending statement, right? Too. Like, right, right, yeah. right. Like, why why say that when an artist like The Weeknd may not even be halfway through their career yet? Right. Now, right. granted that the type of music he makes doesn't really seem like it would be able to like be made by a fifty year old, right? It's definitely mm-hmm. like something that you know he can do while he's in his twenties and thirties, and by the time he's in his like forties, we may get a huge art like stylistic shift from yeah. him. Uh, but that's not to say that, like, even then, it's still so. There's no, there was no reason to say this. Like, they're way too right, young. Right, absolutely, they're way too young to be compared with someone who's basically like been through their entire career already. Right, right, yeah. Like, I, I get what you're saying. It is definitely out of line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, old old people, old heads, gonna be old heads in in every genre, right? There's always those people that are like oh i was the gatekeeper i mm-hmm. know what music is and, and other people mm-hmm. don't so yeah so enough with the old heads here let's move on to the younger generation uh little baby album looking unlikely this month now uh, i remember I, I predicted i predicted it got to be on the 22nd because there's not really anything significant dropping nope. but no baby album here and i don't think he's gonna drop it on the 29th because we already yep. got beyonce lined up no, uh, no, 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 not Beyonce. Nav. We already got Nav line. Hey man, you, that you Nav, hey, Nav. we got that. We got that Travis and Baby feature on that yeah. one song that leaked though. So I know that song's gonna be fire. Um, but we got the Beyonce album coming up, and I don't think Lil Baby's gonna drop the album on this day. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what he said about July is gonna end up being a lie. Uh, and yeah, maybe he got. Pushed but I, I am, back. I am like, very convinced that the, we're gonna get this album in August. Yeah, yeah, especially because of the, document, With the documentary, like, right? Yeah, because the documentary is kind of set in stone, right? Like yeah, that's coming is. out on streaming on that day. It's very unlikely to be delayed. Yeah. So I think that we'll get the album around then or before then. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, in the meantime, he's been on tour, but I have not really seen, I haven't even seen footage about this. Like uh, apparently like he's, they sold out MSG, Madison Square Garden, but mm-hmm. like you have so many, you have big tours going on right now. Like I think right now all the buzz is about the after hours tour. Like, of course, that's right, the biggest one. Right. Um, the Kendrick tour is starting Kendrick to tours, pick up yep. some buzz, which is actually what we're going to talk about right next here. Um, first two shows have happened already. OKC and Austin, I believe Dallas is tonight. So shout out all my Dallas listeners. I know some of y'all are going and I know some of y'all are floor for tonight's show. So yes, hope y'all sir. have fun. I still got to wait like another five weeks, but Hey, it is what it is. I, in my defense, we got to see Kendrick back in November. That's like true. No one else did. So uh, that, that was pretty special. And we'll get to see him again. And I'm excited to see Keem because I didn't get a chance to see Keem in Vegas. Keem, so. For everyone, yeah, everyone tonight, like Keem is crazy. So yeah. uh, definitely prepare yourself for that. Well, I, from what I've seen so far, I don't think it's as crazy as his like solo shows, just because in that you're getting like Keem fans, like Ragers. In this, you're getting yeah, a lot of like people who even even more casual Kendrick fans who just want to yeah. see him, right? So you're not getting the same like rowdy energy. You'll get energy, but it won't be yeah, like yeah. you know crazy, crazy or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we'll get this little baby album here. Crazy, soon. crazy. Oh yeah, that <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no pun, pun intended. intended. So <laughs> we're, we'll actually talk about the baby album here again in a second because particularly because what he said about july ended up being false and we got a lot to talk about that today that seems to be resurfacing a lot with artists uh making false promises but yeah um big steppers tour uh i think i already mentioned the first few shows and then we're going on Mm -hmm. august 27 that climate pledge arena in seattle dallas show is tonight and he's doing a ton of shows man i think there's like at least 50 shows um he has like four shows every week some of them back to back 
I know Los Angeles is getting like four. Toronto's getting like two. Is is the uh, the headlining in, in Miami? That's technically a show on the tour too, right? The Rolling uh, Loud. Well, no, that was, I wouldn't say that. That was announced before. Uh, so I think he's gonna have a different set because first of oh, all, okay. he's not gonna have like Keem opening for him directly. Yeah. And he's definitely. I think he his set list will probably be more like what he used at Glastonbury. Right, right. So okay. I think it'll be slightly different. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen too much details on the set list yet, though. But, but you know, one thing I did see, because I'm trying to avoid all the news I can about mm-hmm. these shows, because I want to be surprised. But I saw that he was performing uh, a certain song in Austin. He's performing DNA. Mm-hmm. And at the, like, the beat switch, when it goes, like, really hard, he, he, like, fell off the beat. And he just goes, man, fuck this song. And he, like, jumps into the verse. What? So apparently he's like, fuck this song in the middle of the of the show. Bro, that's kind of funny. too hard to rap live. Yeah, that's funny. But I, we saw him do DNA at uh, Day in Vegas. We he, did. He, uh, I don't remember. Did he? He did He did do the second part. Yeah, yeah. He did good on it, too. He yeah, I, get, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just didn't rehearse enough. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah he, I don't know he was very well prepared for that Vegas thing. But, but yeah, I was about to say, I'm, I'm sure, like, as time goes on, you know, the show is just going to get tighter and tighter. I'm sure they're still, like, uh, perfecting it. So, um, you know, looking, looking forward to seeing it when we see yeah, it. Yeah, that's actually one thing I've been thinking about because, like, uh, I already know people who have went to see The weekend because, like, they right. happen to be able to go to one of these first three shows, right? Um, but we have one of the last shows. Like we're we're in like the last four or last five shows. I mm-hmm. think after after Seattle, it's basically just like San Francisco, um, and then one more city, and then two shows in LA. So we're definitely at like the latter, like tail right. end the of last the show. So yeah. so it it raises the question, right? Like at the beginning, uh obviously artists rehearse a lot but their performances may get better towards the middle half and towards the end just because they've done it so many times now so they know exactly what's going to happen when and they're just they're just better like in in form with everything right but then it also begs the question do they get tired of performing it right yeah yeah so like the fatigue might be coming in towards the end and they may not um, bring in as much energy is there gonna be an energy issue right like are they right well here's i don't think the weekend is like that and here's the thing because i I, we've seen just based on his actions that unlike a lot of artists he really like shows appreciation for the fans more than others you know you have a lot of people who will just always ignore the fans just because they're always like trying to get their attention the weekend is the one who will like stop and like take a few photos sign a few autographs he'll always do that yeah and i mean we saw that thing where that one like uh that one little kid kid was crying because he missed the toronto show and the weekend flew him out to philly did a meet and greet with him and his like guardian and everything so that was really really cool um but yeah i I honestly don't think that he's gonna lose energy just because like i don't think so First of all, he's not performing back to back like very often. It's like he has like two days and five day gaps between his shows because he's only performing on Thursdays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And so like for that reason, I think he's well rested and I think he's genuinely enjoying it. So yeah. Uh, and because of what I was saying with the fan appreciation is I feel like he would want to make sure that every fan gets the same energy. I don't think he would want to like discount any of his fans just right. because they, they're waiting to see him. Right. So yeah, agreed. I, I think the energy will still be good for, for him by the time we see him. Um, yep. yep. So enough about these tours. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about. And I know this is going to make you upset, but I wanted to hear your opinion on this. I saw this Uh-oh. headline. Jay-Z Uh-oh. gives DJ Khaled's upcoming album, God Did, a stamp of approval. Yep. yep. That's upsetting. It's upsetting because it's going to be a dud. It's gonna no, it's not. No, see, here's yep. what. We have this discussion all the time now. Like, okay, the Khaled Khaled album from last year. Am I expecting you to listen to it as one cohesive piece? No, of course not. Does it have bangers on it? Yeah, it does. It has at least three bangers on the album. But the problem is the man himself on the saying shit, ruining songs. Bro, Okay, so think about like from like freaking like uh, I from Tapimba Butterfly. We got like a whole skit for like four minutes on that track. Hey, that, that enhances the song though. Oh it's like God, going with bro. the themes of the song. Like I'm not okay. I'm not comparing. Oh, I'm not comparing. A good. Poet, I'm not comparing a poetic skit to DJ Khaled. Yeah, yelling, exactly. But <laughs> my point is that just because the entire song is not just like 
pure like production and music doesn't mean that it makes it bad oh i agree 100 if agree. dj khaled just yells his name on the song sure but if the song is fire the song is still fire no no like i 100 agree that the song does not have to be like full song mode for the entire time like some of my favorite tracks have kendrick having long interludes on the tracks like look at untitled unmastered one yeah. there's like moaning at the start of that song it's really <laughs> weird to listen to but so like, the verse is fire and i also listen to that song but dj khaled with his it's just been like i said it's been memed so much for me it just ruins it for me i can't listen to it and take it seriously it all it brings down song quality for me by a substantial amount um but you know if jay-z said it jay-z got the stamp on it then you know I'm, I'm gonna give it a listen maybe i'll find something i like and i'll just like run it through some uh, audio editing tool and cut off the DJ Khaled tags and then just listen to the song like normal. Watch, when this album's going to drop, we're going to revisit it and we're going to talk about how it has at least one or two bangers on the project. That's all that... I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it will because he's got he's pulling how many like big names on. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they like, got everyone on it. Like stacked. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So... So that's sure. uh, songs. That's but, that's an uh, upcoming album. We also got to talk about the new music from this week. Yep, yep. Uh, so starting off with uh, Joey Badass' 2000 album 2000. finally out. Yep. Um, I've not listened to it yet, but I will. I'll get around to it eventually um, because I do. Yeah. I do definitely want to see what he delivered with this album. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on it, and then I'm going to talk about a very controversial thing he said. I don't want to color your opinion of it too much. So uh, I'll just kind of give my like high level. Like I, I went into this. I mean, if you think heard... it's good, it's good. Like, I mean, I, that's not going to affect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I went into this having heard about half the songs, right? Because right. half of the, about half of them were singles. Yeah, or, he dropped you know, a lot of singles. We saw a few of them at Day in Vegas. Like, so there's good songs on here. There's stuff like Head High, which I really like because it's got like the reference to X. It's like a good story track. Um West Side Gun on brand new 9-11 is better than any performance on the recent like gun solo album. So I really like that track as well. But all, all that said, I, I feel like the project is just it stumbles in a few too many places and it misses a few too many marks for me. So I, I'd say it's pretty like mediocre to like slightly positive it, it didn't live up to my expectations of okay. a joey album that's my opinion though. i mean he's been hyping this up for a while like since last november really you know he's right, like yeah right. i got new music on the way here's the thing that kind of um uh was a bit it made me feel a type of way here uh so this is a headline by the way he mm-hmm. crowned himself he, he said he himself yes. J. Cole and J. Kendrick, Cole, Kendrick are the best yes. rappers. I heard that. I wanted to bring that up because that was one of the tracks on here. He says that. Yeah. Um, he, he says that he's like in contention with Cole and Kendrick. And I, I heard that. I was like, what? Like, did he really yeah, just man. say that? Because he's nowhere near. Like, if you're looking at like lyrical artists, maybe you could make a case that he's one of the more lyrical and like conscious artists now no, even then i would uh, i would probably still put denzel ahead yeah I, I would too but he had uh what's it called his 2017 project all american mm-hmm. um badass mm-hmm. was like more conscious and and i know that got a lot of listens and that got a lot of people talking yeah but um I know. Yeah. Listening to the rest of this project, I just don't think that he's at that level. And for him to say that he's at that level, it just seems like he's um, like kind of out of it. Like not out of it. I think it's a sales tactic. I think he's trying to say something, make a hot take to get attention, get talked about. And then by the way, go stream 2000. Right. Yeah. By by the way, go stream 2000. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Um, what I've noticed that's interesting about Joey is that I know a couple of people who are like huge fans of his music and both of those people rap is not their go-to genre. So I, he definitely is an artist and we've talked about this before. There's certain rap artists who resonate with fans who are yeah. like, who, whose favorite genre is not hip hop. Like even Tyler, like Kendrick's, Tyler, Kendrick, Tyler, Ken- Kendrick yeah. to some extent, but I feel like Kendrick's core fan base is still about hip hop at the end of the day. Right. It, it's more of this alternative hip hop space with like the Tyler's of the world and the, and the childish Gambinos of the world. Right. Oh, okay. Sure. 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 It, but Joey those... doesn't, Joey's more like traditional rap. I know. I know. Guys. I know he is, yeah. but just based on my experience, what I've noticed okay. is that people who are fans of his music all, like they first of all they're not necessarily like hip-hop heads right that's not their mm-hmm. go-to genre um 
and, and I don't want to say it's exactly like Tyler and like Childish Game, you know, but because those they're, they're very different rappers than, than Joey. But I've noticed the same thing with them is like people who are fans of Tyler and fans of Gambino also don't necessarily tend to be hip hop fans first. Right. right? But something right. about like the uh, the style that they bring to rap really speaks to them. And I think yeah. for some reason, Joey has a little bit of that going for him, even though he's not really alternative hip hop. He is much right. more contemporary right. compared to Tyler and then Gambino. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, 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 but I think it is maybe something to do with that. Like, uh, for for Joey, I feel like the element might be like he was doing a more conscious type rap for a while, so it kind of was that same lane as Kendrick. But I don't know why. Um, you know, Kendrick still has a really. I guess Kendrick had Good Kid, Mad City, which gave yeah. him a much more like traditional hip hop fan base yeah, right yeah, yeah. uh whereas joey i don't think joey's ever really had anything to that caliber which is another reason i think it's ridiculous for joey to put himself at the level of kendrick and cole because joey doesn't have a classic album right? right like there'll be people that try to say all american badass was classic or 1999 is a classic but like that's because they're hardcore fans like he doesn't have the, the mass recognition either right like, you know exactly. cole and kendrick yeah. are household names like for example um um, walked downstairs this morning for breakfast and uh, my dad was looking at like the news for today like local events in Dallas he's like yeah. oh there's a Kendrick concert tonight I'm like exactly oh, yeah, some friends exactly. going you're not never going to hear anything like that with Joey right oh there was a Joey concert in Seattle just during this past week actually I had and no I idea. didn't hear exactly. I heard about it but I heard about it from like one person right uh, so yeah just to put it in context yep not hating on Joey I think he's a talented individual but I think that he uh maybe is overrating himself by quite a bit here i think he's i'm gonna say it right now i think he's overrated in general i think Ooh, that i i, stuff, I know stuff. i sound like i'm hating right now but here's the thing first of all i've seen him live so i can say this objectively yeah, this, right this fair. i've seen him live with no expectations that's the big thing is because yeah. i wasn't even really there to see anyone else uh, like or we were waiting on someone else right yeah. and joey just happened to be one of the intermediate sets. And so we were pretty close. Um, and I will say, I'll, I'll totally uh, give him his flowers in the sense that he's a good live performer Yeah, yeah. at the right, at the right festival. He really gets a lot of love. Right. Mm-hmm, and one mm-hmm. of the security guards is even saying, he was like, damn, I didn't know he had this much love. Right. Right. So, right. Uh, definitely not denying the fact that he has a core like niche fan base and at the right um venue he will get a huge crowd and he even did that cool thing where he ran through the the side rail like yeah, yeah. people's phones and was vibing out with some fans so that was all really really cool but from an objective artist standpoint like when he says things like this and then like he drops this music and it doesn't get like the mass like appeal that you think you would think that someone at this talent level should be generating uh-huh it's hard to say that this guy is rated adequately. And you would think that there is a little bit, that he is a little overrated in that sense. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I I think that's fair. Like, I, I don't know. I'm even looking at like people I would consider his like very, like JID is someone I consider very yeah. similar in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, and, and Denzel, like, yeah, I think both of them are, are honestly like better or like more, properly like we'll, we'll, valued we'll see what the sales end up being i think somewhere yep, between 10 true. and 20 probably yeah yeah if, I think if, that's denzel, right. if denzel sold like 14 15 then then i don't see this song more yeah. yeah there's no way there's no way there's no way so uh, let's move on with the new music so we got a new single lil dirk and Southside, save me save uh me. nothing really special here just another song from dirkio they had been promoting this for a bit back Southside on production i hope we get an album from Southside soon uh because he has great beats and it would be just you know a really fun listen Southside uh, on the track yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so um we got that. And the next thing yeah, up, yeah. we had Mac Miller. I love life. Thank you. It's a mixtape uh, on streaming. Oh, really? So posthumous mixtape from Mac Miller. I know a lot of people who really like Mac Miller. I never got into his music personally, um, mm-hmm. but he has a lot of fans and I definitely respect that just because of, yeah, right. I think he definitely had something going for him because he did have a very dedicated fan base. Yeah, he definitely was commanding like the more vulnerable space of rap hip hop, I think. Like he was kind of in the same space that Cuddy occupied, but Cuddy fell out of because, yep. you know, we talked about, but, uh, you know, not not same like style of singing or, but, you know, definitely in the same like vulnerability space. Yeah, for sure. um, 
And, and yeah, you know, like more music still coming. I, I like that they're not doing the approach of, well, it, it's it's not like a new material, right? It's like old material that was on. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah okay, I, would, okay. I would think so. Yeah, because I, you know, the people that do posthumous albums, like, you know, we look at Juice World and we look at uh, Pop Smoke, Pop like Smoke. sometimes that just really drags the artist uh like yeah well with pop bit. smoke it was more so the second one not the first one the first right one was right really the first great. one was fine yeah phenomenal. yeah yep so next up we got and here's where it gets interesting uh nardo wick who is nardo wick too so what's weird is that he had been promoting this for like past two or three months and he was like who is nardo wick two on the way he dropped a couple of singles crazy crazy and riot uh but the album didn't even end up being Who is Nardo Wick 2. You go to his artist page, it's just a Who is Nardo Wick Deluxe. Deluxe. And it's like so 10 more catfish. songs. So why yep. did he treat this like a rollout when it was just 10 additional tracks to his original album from December? And then on top of that, I heard it wasn't even that good. Yeah, I, I listened to it. It was pretty like bland. Not only bland, but like it was pretty generic uh, young trap yeah man like it's, style. it's disappointing so, it's disappointing because i thought this was going to be a whole new album and i thought it was going to have right. high profile features like your 21 savage your little baby i thought we were going to get that again and we didn't it just ended up being a, a complete like a lie right, a marketing right. tactic to promote I, a deluxe I, I think it's because nardo has like captured uh like a fan base very rapidly like mm-hmm. he definitely had a meteoric rise um and so i i'm not sure if he's fully like I don't want to say comfortable, but I don't know if he's fully like on board with how to like roll out or use his fame yet, right? Because he's really young, and this is like his. He's been fa- big and fame, big famous for like what a not year, even a, a year. little less, yeah, not like even a nine year. months. So I, I think he's still getting the hang of it. Um, and this is just kind of like a, you know, he sees his contemporaries releasing these deluxe cuts mm-hmm. in the same way. Um, so I think that's kind of why he did what he did. I guess just, so. It's kind of like with the Dirk Deluxe, right? It was almost yeah, like exactly. a whole new album. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're right. I think this just misses the mark a little bit for me. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more about that release stuff here. But uh, last thing, we got the Lucy Vert Red and White Red and White EP. So it's now yeah. out on streaming, uh, but it was not initially when it dropped on Thursday night. It didn't. It wasn't out anywhere. The only thing that was out were the four singles on Spotify, and then there was a bunch of stuff on SoundCloud. I yeah, think, SoundCloud. I think yesterday during the day, the EP finally made its way to SoundCloud, and then as of like twelve hours ago, it's now fully available on streaming. From what I know, um, I just saw like a, a headline this morning. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it's on here, but so I haven't listened to it yet because I've been waiting for it to be on streaming. But I know you checked it out. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's like really um, kind of vintage SoundCloud Uzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like nice and it's a little bit of a return to form. So so I kind of like enjoyed that. But I don't think there's anything on here if it's like the level of like his his early SoundCloud, like Love is Rage and, and that stuff. I think mm-hmm. this is more like throwaways in my, in my eyes. You think um, these are throwaways? Well, I mean, like... They just don't have like the the same like level of catchy quality. If you look at like you sure. know, and uh, I think, but it's not not that it's bad. Like if you're an Uzi fan, you're gonna like this. He's just it's also like Uzi. He's transformed into such a different person too. Like with his hairstyle and just yeah. like uh like it's just his actions. Like the whole like uh diamond implanted into his forehead or whatever. This right. Very very weird things that he's been up to. Um. Yeah, I think back back when he first was dropping his mixtapes, a lot of people will say that was like peak Uzi, and then from there he just went in a very weird direction. But right, I mean, so having this return is he's nice. still very yeah. very very relevant. I mean, when you look at all the SoundCloud rappers, he still comes out on top in conversations because you look at the sales Eternal Take did. I think it's still cracked three hundred k. Like yeah. no one else in his lane is doing that. Not even an artist like Lil Baby, right? And I, I wouldn't even call. I wouldn't really compare the two because they make very different sounding music. I would compare Lil Uzi more to his like freshman class. Like he's in the realm with like Kodak and like all the other guys, Yachty. Yeah. So you look at, you could argue that he's one of the most successful like freshmen and SoundCloud rappers ever just because like, look at the numbers he's doing. And then he started out in that lane. Right. So yeah, I I think honestly, it's just like the cult following that Uzi has. It is. is, Uzi really commands the cult following. Despite being kind of like, 
like having a lot of issues with his like fans. You know, he's he's not an artist it's for the fans, to be honest. <laughs> to be yeah, honest, definitely not. I mean, I told uh-huh. you what happened in Vegas. I went I went right. to set supposed to start at seven. He showed up at seven thirty five and left at like seven fifty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like um, I'm surprised he still has the level of love that he does. But I think that a lot of that's tied up with like how unique his sound is, mm-hmm. as well as his personality. So. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he does very weird things and his personality is extremely strange, a lot of people like play into it. Right. So. Uh-huh. So that actually brings us up to our main topic for today. Uh, try to answer this question. We may have had this discussion before in a smaller form, but uh, we'll try to expand on it a little bit today. But it, it's just this question of like, should artists be allowed to like deceive fans by lying about release dates and not dropping when they're supposed to? And just, we're talking about flakes. Yeah, flakes, <laughs> making false promises um and should they be accountable for this basically right Mm -hmm. like by the label by the fans and if so then how like how can we hold artists accountable to make sure that they actually drop on time right so to paint the picture here let's let's go back um a few years into the past right one big thing people always bring up and i actually don't consider this at fault really but a lot of when a lot of people talk about an album that took forever to drop one that comes to mind is Astroworld, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. this was anticipated since like 2016, right? And yep. he announced Travis Scott announced Astroworld right shortly after he dropped Rodeo, right? Because that was always his master plan. It was like after Rodeo, I want to make this album called Astroworld. Uh-huh. But it took him a while to really figure out what kind of sound he wanted to go for. And Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight actually ended up dropping because he just had a bunch of music he was working on that was finished he's like what do i do with this now so he just dropped it um he said he's not a huge fan of the music but it still ended up being great because a lot of his classics are from that album right you have goosebumps pick up the phone um it was like a huge spiral of events right Right. pick up the phone happened and people were like oh travis and quavo are like the next huge dynamic duo and then they started demanding an album from them and And they were like okay sure so they set aside some time and they worked on yep. Huncho Jack Jack Huncho that dropped at the end of 2017, which obviously pushed Astroworld back even more. And then finally we got the album in 2018, but in his defense, I think he actually needed that amount of time to put together that album because it's a classic. It's a masterpiece mm-hmm. from the production mm-hmm. to the features, to the vocals, the aesthetics, everything. Um, and he was genuinely like putting in work to make sure that he had a whole concept and vision and, I think Travis was also spending a lot of time working on himself and his brand and advancing the right, Jordan right. line and, and the, everything between 2015 and 2018. But the big thing is this. He never gave us a release date for the album. Like he never said it's going to drop. Yeah, so you can't on say he's date. a flake. Yeah. yeah, you can't say he flaked because he never formally announced everything. It was just more speculation and buildup. Uh, whereas you have Lil Uzi who followed a very similar pattern with Eternal A Take, Right. And he like gave us signs that the album was right around the corner, right? He would be hinting like these cryptic tweets and everything like that. Right. It just took forever and ever and ever. It took like two years for us to get the album. It finally dropped in 2020. Um, but I think an even worse culprit is Playboy Cardi with whole lot of red. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. people were waiting on this album since the top of like 2019. And he even like tweeted himself in October. He was like red 48 hours and in like October, 2019, yep. and then it never yep. dropped. And we didn't end up getting the album for like a whole year and some, right? Like winter yep. 2020. Yep. Yep. Christmas. And then it, yeah. it happened again this past fall, 2021 with narcissist, right? He said like narcissist <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he right. gave a date and then nothing dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cardi's like a huge culprit of this, but uh, you know, I think for for Cardi, his like live performance and kind of the personas that he crafts and and brings for like mm-hmm. each album is so unique that fans are willing to kind of forgive that, you know. I'm not saying the fans are necessarily willing to forgive that. I'm 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 more calling out the artists more for like yeah sure, doing sure. this unnecessarily. For, for like yeah, we look at Lil Durk, right? He announces his album. He goes 7220, the album, same day as Kanye. It's like, okay, cool. Like February yeah. 22nd. 
and then he doesn't drop anything on that day he announces the actual date for the album it's like why you gotta con your fans like that yeah Lil yeah. Baby's pulling the same thing right now. He put out a tweet that said like seven question mark 22. We're not getting the album this month. Right. So uh, Lil Baby clowned us. And then like uh, the other thing, I'm not, I'm not talking about just with like release dates. I'm talking about just deception in general. I mean, look what yeah. Narowick just did. He advertised a deluxe, like yeah, a whole other yeah. album. So you get people's hopes up and then you drop something that can't match them. Um, and obviously Kanye. I mean, obviously, I was about to we say, don't we, we don't even Kanye. have to go into detail with Kanye. Two, and I will go as albums? far. I will uh, go as far to say that uh, Drake has been a culprit of this too, because he did say "Certified Lover Boy" January twenty one, mm-hmm. and January comes around, he's like, "My album will not be dropping. I look forward to sharing it with you in twenty twenty two, and we have so, to wait another nine months." So I I want to kind of make it. I think that there's a difference between artists that like delayed their album for the pandemic, like you know uh, there were because there were quite a few delays that happened around the pandemic. Migos got their project delayed. Uh, you know you could say the Drake project was related that maybe he wanted to tour it or do something with it and he couldn't because the pandemic. Sure. And for that, like I, I'm a little more sympathetic because like you know, the labels might have had a hand in it because they're worried about their kind of income or sales or, or like touring it or stuff like that. So I, I feel like there's an exception to be made for some of the delays that happened in 2020, 2021. Yeah, I think even with Eternal Take, actually, I just, now that you think, mentioned this, um, I think there was issues going on between like Uzi and DJ Drama, who he was signed to at the time. Right. So like right. that pushed everything back. But still, I feel like, as an artist who has such a committed and dedicated fan base, you owe a certain degree of transparency to them. Yeah, like you yeah, may 100%. not, you may not be able to give them a definite release date, but at least be like, I know the album hasn't dropped. I know you're waiting on it. This is why. And, and, and that's why I, I cut little baby some slack because when mm-hmm. he put out that announcement for the documentary, he said, I know y'all are waiting on the album. Me too, but I'm trying to make sure I perfect this. Right, right. The weekend actually uh, delayed Don FM a little bit. He may not say this out loud. And again, he gets a pass because he never never gave us a release date. But people forget we had a five month gap between Take My Breath and the actual album. Oh, yeah. Which is a sign that I think the album was actually slated to drop more around like October, November. The fall. And he put out a tweet that was like, um, like, I'm sorry, but I promise I'll make it worth it. So that's kind of a sign like, okay it, it was supposed to drop it didn't yeah. drop but you know right so, so also like uh so now that we're talking about like there's exceptions with like the labels and stuff i guess this is a slight detour um do you think it's okay like when the artist can't get sample cleared like look at what happened with joey uh he was supposed to drop that same weekend drake dropped but then he said oh my samples weren't not as cap that's cap he, that's maybe that's that's cap. Cap. he did not want to drop the not. drake but sometimes and, 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 and so here's the thing. The it goes back to that clear. statement. If you're gonna make statements and say that you're you Cole and Kendrick are the best rappers alive, why are you afraid to drop the same? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I give you that. So I give you that. But like you know, don't, just on the side note, let's assume he was being truthful. Do you think there is like? Do you think it is okay for an artist to delay to wait for samples to clear? Do you think that they should have, you know, made sure that they were cleared beforehand or before they said anything to fans? Yeah, they need to make sure they were cleared beforehand. Yeah, I, I guess that, that is a responsibility. Because for this is, it's label. only an issue with certain artists. Like, I never see it. You're like, right. No, Kendrick, you never see Kendrick push his project for problem, samples. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, he knows what he's doing. And with Kendrick, it just turns into like this, like five, four year period of agony because you don't know what he's doing. But at the same time, at least he's not promising us something and then like not not following yeah. through on it, right? Right. It, we right. just see it so much from so many different artists, right? I mean, even Future, he's never really done this before. When Future promises us a release date, he fulfills it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just like the big one this year was Lil Durk. Like he straight up lied, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah Lil, Durk, Lil Durk just lied straight up. Nardowick, that was more of a lie. Yeah. Um, Kanye, obviously, we know he lies all the Kanye time. Kanye is like a serial liar, though, yeah, right? Like, so... I can't even count how many projects Yon, uh, like Kanye's had pushed back. He had Yon, Yondi. Yeah, uh, dude. The what's it called? Jesus is King didn't release on time. Mm-hmm. Donda, Donda Two. Right. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm sure there's more. When we talk about accountability, accountability though, here's the thing. Yeah. 
you can't really expect it from the fans because they're just so hungry for new music that like that sure they'll complain they'll be like this is stupid i'm not gonna listen to the album when it drops that's not true they're still gonna list like right, like swarm right. to the album when it does drop no matter how much the artists lied no matter how much it get they push it back delay it whatever but the real question is like the label they probably know when it's truly dropping, right? Yeah. So if um, they know the true release date and then artist is going around making false promises that they know is not true, should the label step in step and in. fine, you know, put, put fines on the artist or whatever? Because ultimately, like, they're kind of taking their fans for granted, right? Because I, I don't think it's fair for an artist to ever mistreat fans. I agree. I agree with what you're saying that artists shouldn't mistreat fans. But I think the label actually has a, a little bit of an interest in the artist like doing these kind of stunts because these stunts work for publicity, right? So like if, if uh, you know, U- Uzi says I'm dropping uh, Eternal Take on this date and all the fans start talking about it and he pushes it back by a week, then everyone's going to be talking about the fact that he missed the first release date and now there's even more like publicity generated for the project i, guess I, so. I feel like I, and i just feel like based on what i've heard about artist label interactions the artist does not most artists i'm not gonna say all artists but most artists do not make posts hey my project's dropping on this date without checking with the label first mm-hmm. so i feel like most of these artists are going through the label except kanye Except yeah, Kanye is obviously an exception. He's big enough to where it doesn't matter. He's yeah. doing whatever he wants because he's he's huge. You so know. Here's what I find interesting, actually, because you were mentioning that okay, this is good for publicity, right? Um, with the exception of Astroworld, and again, Astroworld doesn't even really count because like we never got a date promised. But right. Um, what I've noticed is when we have these albums that people are waiting on for like two plus years. And they get hyped up so much either because the artist is consistently teasing it or they're putting out false release dates, like with uh-huh. uh, especially with Whole Lot of Red and even CLB to a certain extent. They don't end up living up to the hype and they end up getting heavily criticized, right? We look at so many, like Astroworld was an exception because it ended up living to its expectations. But like Eternal A Take, a lot of people were not happy with the project. Whole Lot of Red, a lot of people were not happy with the yeah. project. CLB got a really bad rap. Even though like there's good songs on it. So it's one of the things like people wait. Yeah. People wait so long for these records and they expect them to be so good because the artist has made them wait so long. They're like, Oh, this artist must have been perfecting it so much. And Astro world that ended up being true in some Mm -hmm. projects. It didn't end up being true. Like I I still don't think eternal to take has some good songs. Sure. I, I still don't go back and listen to it. Like, I don't right. think it's phenomenal by any means. And even a whole lot of red. I think some, some of the songs like stop breathing and new tank really got enhanced when people started seeing them live. But when the mm. album first dropped, people were like, well, what the heck is this? This is not right. Like, this is annoying. It's not good music. And then CLB, we all know what happened with that. Even though I still stand by everything. What I said about it being a good album, the general, you know, Consensus. public opinion, yeah. the public opinion became that like, this is not good. Right. I want to push back on Whole Lot of Red, though, because Whole Lot of, Lot of Red is now getting a lot, like a year later, is getting a lot of love. Like, but not when uh, it dropped. And you also, it, you also have now the haters have kind of like disappeared and moved on to the next yeah, thing, whereas the, yeah. the true fans are, have always been on the album from the beginning. Yeah, it def- definitely has a cult like status now. And so I don't think that the, the release dates shifting around really affected. A whole lot of red and cardi that much like i really don't and i think that there's like an like that's another discussion we need to have that there's a group of artists that can misuse their their publicity they can lie to their fans they can continually dip out of shows or miss things and their careers will not be affected much like sure they yeah, like Cardi has one of the, the biggest cult followings in all of hip-hop exactly exactly so i think that there's artists that command like this personality cult and they're immune to this so and i think those artists are very short list kanye uh yeah. cardi yeah i would say uzi goes on that list because look at how many times uzi has bailed on live shows or showed yeah. up for 10 minutes on live yeah. shows and people still love him okay um and and maybe you could make an argument for drake stands defending drake like I, I know people that like drake no matter what he does they're going to continue to like drake right but I don't know if Drake's different because Drake kind of sits in 
more of a pop oriented space, more of pop rap oriented space, yeah. especially now you can make oh, that argument. True. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I totally see what you're saying, but I, I don't really think that like what I was saying, it doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that, okay, they'll still have fans who will support their work. I'm talking about the general overall perception. And I think, right. I think delaying an album more just like, hurts its like reputation i think multiple times multiple times if you delay it once i don't think it's a big deal like Mm -hmm. i don't think um like i don't think joey badass's project is being harmed by the fact that he delayed it well i just don't think he's a big enough artist exactly yeah yeah yeah. that's fair that's fair look at like the donda right like donda i think definitely got hurt by being delayed because it lost a lot of that initial steam and people were kind of burnt on it by the time it got released well i mean looking back on it now i've heard a lot of people saying that the rollout was like a very cool experience because people got to see the album come together before yeah that's true over like three different editions that is that is true so i get why people like that but i know people were very miffed by kanye like lying hey this time is coming out tonight at midnight like this is coming out on streaming like that actually turned a lot of people off yeah the project there are people who genuinely believe that it would never drop right yeah yeah i mean after the third listening party it still hadn't dropped i was maybe leaning towards that boat but uh yeah, we, we ended up getting it. And I don't think Kanye's career was hurt by it. But I think people's, I, so. uh, I think the sales of that project definitely were. But I also think that that's because a lot of people were listening to the project before it dropped. So that's by the time true. it dropped, people weren't as excited. Which and brings us also to leaks. Sometimes like Kanye, leaks. sometimes Kanye fans are so dedicated to the point where like you with Hurricane, for example, yep. you will have some very like strong minded Kanye fans who will say like, I refuse to listen to the version of Hurricane with the weekend and little baby. I right. prefer the Aunt Clemens version, the original one. Yep. Yep. I will only listen to that. Yeah. yeah you're you're talking talking about leaks. Um, I think yeah. it's very relevant when it comes to whole lot of red because I think Ka- Car- Cardi completely shifted the direction for the project because so much of his stuff got leaked to the point where he was just like, okay, I'm not gonna ever put this out anymore. Right. And it just ended right. up being something different. Right. And, and, and so in that way, you know, sometimes artists delay their release because of leaks, like leaks actively hurt their excitement to release the project or um, I'm trying to think of another good example. Of Lil this. Baby, I, I would put Lil Baby in that mix because like yeah. so much of his album has been leaked already. Like I hear yeah, snippets yeah. on TikTok all the time. It's kind of crazy. Right. Like, and that can definitely take away some of the excitement because yeah. it's the artist, right? You want to deliver something new to people something and you new. want to like surprise your fans exactly. and if people are like leaking your project before the release date it can be kind of like well why am i even trying you know why do i even care about the release date for yeah, this it's, if it's, it's just really, going to get really out crazy. there right now anyways mm-hmm. so i think that um i think that's something that like the music making industry in general can be better on to help alleviate this problem right um so maybe that's something the labels can do better for accountability is like shoring up leaks or making sure stuff don't leave like I, I don't know how you're gonna enforce this, right? Yeah, I think in my opinion, I think if an friends, artist but... if an artist announces a release date without telling the label and then like doesn't meet it, I think that warrants a fine or some sort of contract like adjustment. Um, so I'm not really familiar with music contracts. Maybe there's either. already something. I'm like sure there's in, a way for them to get that. Um, yeah, so I'm curious. I'm looking this up, but while I'm like looking for like this music contract example. We've talked a lot that like the labels maybe can use fines or they can yeah. keep like tighter ships. Um, but yeah, what, what about the fans? I want to revisit this idea of like Kanye and uh, Uzi and Cardi that they have these cult followings. I don't think can there's the, anything. Can the fan do. cult? No. Like not, as so. an, not as an individual, but as a collective. You know, obviously fans could just stop listening to the music. But that's not going to happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not going to stop yeah. listening to music, which is ultimately like that's that's the main point here. So, but I don't know. Maybe like uh, maybe one thing I'll say is like, and that I've done for Uzi at least is like, I won't go to an Uzi show. I will not pay money to go see Uzi and I will not wait to see Uzi like at a festival. I won't because I know Uzi's a flake. Yeah, but so that's that just way, you. That's... that's just you. You still saw the size right. of the crowd. But I think more people are starting to like wake up to that now. Like I think less people would go see Uzi at festivals because they know he's a flake if that's they hear fair. about it. That's fair. I think that's a fair. So maybe that's that's something I say as as a fan. That's what you can do is okay. if you know an artist is a flake, 
like Kanye and Rolling Loud, you know, don't don't be like don't be disappointed when said artist ends up flaking. Like just keep that in your just keep that in your I can mind. I can see that. Yeah. I think I think Uzi especially has definitely established right. a reputation like, like that. And at this point, Kanye too. Like if Kanye says he's gonna be somewhere, don't count on it. Right, exactly. I think as a fan, you have to like as a, as a fan, adjust your expectations mm-hmm. because you know, when I went in to listen to Don the Two, the Don the Two listening party, I was just like man i don't i have no clue what this man's about to do but the first don the yeah. listening parties was such a fiasco that i'm just going in like it is what it is you know so yeah, man, um, definitely. and i had a lot more fun with it that way so i think mm-hmm. if people keep that attitude around release dates and and seeing artists live yeah uh, that's what you could do as a fan so did you find that info no not yet <laughs> well i mean I'm kind of out of things to talk about now at this point anyway. Uh, yeah, like that, that was going to be what I ended it off with, just suggesting that there should be a way that if, if the artist does something that the label is like against and there need, they should be some sort of fine. I'm sure there already right. is, but I think it needs to be like stricter when it comes to like making promises to fans about music releases and then not falling through on it. But, but what about, what about the case? And I want to bring this up because I know that this, this happens okay. a lot. What about the case when the label just is not letting the artist release their music? Do you think that the artist can use this as a way to try to get their fans to like have a backlash and put pressure on the label? Look at TDE artists, for example. Look at SZA, right? Mm-hmm. How long have we been waiting for the SZA project? And yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. I feel like it doesn't work though. You announced the date, it I would feel help. Like it, it doesn't work because a lot of people don't understand this whole like label artist relationship. The they see they see the artists and that's like the front facing side of it. And that's all they see. So mm. they're always heckling the artists rather than like calling out the label or anything like that. Right, right. It's the same with Sofago, like you know, the Cactus Jack yeah, hostage yeah. right now, right? Right. So I, I don't know. I feel like maybe... Yeah, I feel like you're right. For like most artists, their fan base does not have the awareness of like how the industry is working. But maybe there's some artists. I think I think you could make the case that SZA is an exception because I feel like a maybe. lot of people know that TDE is not letting their artists release like their artists want to release. Mm-hmm. So because a lot of people know that, maybe if she announced the date and then she put out a tweet that was like, "Oh, the label wouldn't let me release on this date," maybe that'll get her project released sooner that's highly possible so so all right one more question before we go sure who do you think's the biggest flake biggest flaky artists or the least reliable artist in the industry i i I still think it's cardi really Uh, well no technically you could say kanye i was i'm a toss-up between kanye and uzi well just with cardi it's just based on like just these past two releases right Mm, Uh, with uzi with uzi it's like he in his defense he didn't announce a release date for eternal attack and then when he did it actually dropped right i think uzi is more of a flake overall in terms of like you know festivals plus like this ep that we saw and kanye as well i think kanye is a flake in a a larger sense like more than just the music but if we're talking about just releases I would say Cardi, based on what we got with Whole Lot of Red and Narcissist, these past two things. I th- I think Kanye still takes the cake for me. He's had what three or four projects that he says he's releasing and, and multiple oh, wait, no, no, delays. That's, fair. that's fair. Actually, I'll take it. Multiple back. I'll, delays I'll say Kanye. and live performances yeah. and live performances. I will, I will say Kanye. On. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say give it to Kanye. So tamper your expectations around Ye. Mm-hmm. That's the moral of the story. Yep. Well, all right, that was a pretty good discussion. Definitely one that I wanted to have. Uh, what do we got next week? So next week, will we get little baby? I don't know. I hope we do, but at this point, it's looking nav. like August. Um, nav. We're getting nav. Talk about so nav. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about nav. We'll talk about nav. We'll talk about Beyonce. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, and here's the other thing. I actually forgot to mention it at the beginning. There is a lot of speculation that Travis might be dropping Utopia on August 5th, and here's why. Uh there was this whole thing about how he's doing two shows at the O2 in London. Uh-huh. And London. It's like on Saturday, August 6th. I think he's doing another one on August 7th. Now he added two. Uh, it's at the O2 arena, huge arena in London. And a couple of interesting things here. First of all, why is he performing in London, not in the US? Right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good question, right? Uh, second of all, the announcement that he posted for this was like, been in the studio for a while. Can't wait to take this stuff to the big speaker. 
So he's implying that whatever he's been cooking up in the studio is about to be played out loud to fans at a live Mm -hmm. venue. And um, this performance is happening on a Saturday. New music drops on a Friday. It's just all adding up, sort of. Like, so far, it's adding up. The question is, will he actually release? And here's the other thing. All of Travis's releases, every single one of his studio albums, have come in the September-August range. Uh, Rodeo dropped in September. Birds dropped in September. Like, first week of September, Mm -hmm. actually. Astroworld dropped, guess what? August 3rd. So if you were to drop Utopia on August 5th, it would be dead on the four-year anniversary of Astroworld. So, uh, okay, I'll play devil's advocate. I could see him playing a new song, but I just, I don't see people, but also I guess for Astroworld, he didn't really have, like, no one really expected it to drop when it did. I will right? also tell you Until this, there, the week of. there are a lot of rumors that Travis is going to be releasing an EP before the album. Yeah, I believe so that. Now that is what I think is, I don't think we're getting are, the full album. There on, are rumors of yeah. an EP called Dystopia that's going to drop before Utopia. Yeah, so so I see that. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I, I see something that's less than a full project dropping on August uh fifth just because i think that it's it would be too sudden for him mm-hmm. to just drop a studio album on august 5th before doing those shows before kind of easing people back because we have not gotten a new like standalone travis song since um, astroworld right no not not like a single single we got hold yeah, that yeah. heat exactly we got, that we, heat, we got like collapsed. and we're getting a feature from him on the nav album next exactly week. So we're getting, uh, he's been easing into music, but he still has not had a solo right. uh, thing yet. So I feel like that's kind of important to, to kind of litmus test the public perception and to see if people are ready for a full project. And but if last like, year, if 2021 was the year of the quick rollout, like one to two week timeline, 2022 is the year of the EP rollout. Cause we've yeah, seen it yeah, twice already. Exactly we've easy. seen it. We've seen it from uh, Sofago, so now Uzi. Uzi. And if Travis, I mean, I I think it would make sense if Travis dropped an EP yep. before the album, just because it's been so long. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, you're the EP. Because like, just, just look at it. I mean, Travis's career. We got Al Faro 2013, which was his first mixtape. We got Days Before Rodeo 2014, which was still a non-streaming mixtape. 2015, we got Rodeo. 2016, we got Birds. 2017, we got Huncho Jack. 2018 we got asteroid so 19 20 and 21 have been like three straight years where we haven't gotten a major like studio release from travis so yeah it's like why (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. you would think that he would want to make a return to like for a big album with like maybe even more music but travis also does this thing where he drops like a smaller project or like i don't want to say throwaways but he drops like you know days before rodeo and uh Trapped, yeah, but he, he hasn't done that since his mixtape days. No, Birds in the Trap was like material from Astro World. Not really. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It was I like kind of leftover energy from the studio, though. I wouldn't call it. I that guess. Energy. I guess what I'm saying is, it, for to me, to me, it always seems like Travis drops a lesser project before his like main focus project. Right, but that's why I'm saying like this year is even. That's why I can see because he would have yeah, done yeah, yeah. that in like 2021 then. Oh, okay, okay. But right. then Astroworld happened. Yeah. So maybe he's doing that now. And then yeah, we're going to get... I mean, I don't even know what's happening because in 2020, remember, we got that single franchise, right? It's been yeah, almost two yeah. years since we got that single. Yep. So it's really crazy what's happening. But uh, yeah, I think it's confirmed that Travis is going to drop Utopia this calendar year. This yeah, is a question yeah. of like, when are we getting the album and are we going to get anything before the album itself? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave Not it at like that. Coming up. Yep. We'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll be back next week with some pretty big releases and then from there we'll get launched into august and i think we're gonna get that little baby album we got two big concerts to go to and if we were able to get a travis album in august that would just be icing on the cake at that point so i'm hoping we get all that because that way we have content to discuss so as always thanks everyone who got this far and we'll be back very soon with all of that